Truck Month is on now. Get 1.49% financing for up to 72 months on a 2022 Chevrolet Silverado 1500. Plus, eligible Costco members can receive a $750 bonus on select trucks. Conditions apply. Visit ChevroletOffers.ca. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Series over, and the Red Sox are world champs again. The is ready to celebrate. Here comes a one-two pitch. Red Sox win the World Series. Five to one, the final tonight. You're listening to the Pesky Report, a podcast dedicated to the Boston Red Sox by Red Sox fans. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Pesky Report. My name is Brad Chandler. This is episode number 14. Uh, we're going to go a little different route than normal. Uh, today, I have a guest. Uh, I have Daniel Epstein from the Internet Baseball Writers Association of America. How are we doing today? Doing all right, Brad. Thanks for having me on. Hey, thanks for coming on, man. Uh, so, it's, how, how was it listening to those calls? Oh man, that was uh, that was rough. You know, I, I tried to block it out, and I have not forgotten that when the Red Sox first finally won the World Series, there was an eclipse that night. So something was clearly <laughs> cosmically wrong with the universe that the Red Sox have disrupted, and, and life has just been bitter ever since. So if, if people can't uh, figure it out, Dan is a New York Yankees fan. I'm not saying boo him, but you can boo him if you want. <laughs> uh, uh, Dan, um, I have actually written uh, some things for the IBWAA, um, and um, I've been a member for, I want to say, like good like half year. Um, and I appreciate everything that you guys do over there. It's uh, a fantastic uh, thing that you guys have, and it gets people to, you know, get more more notoriety. So, um, well, thank you. I mean, you know, well, you're you're pretty great yourself. Well, I'm great. Well, thank you. Whoever thought that a Red Sox fan and a Yankee fan can actually coexist together like on a I podcast? Said, something's <laughs> cosmically wrong. You know? <laughs> so. I wanted to bring you on this episode and not to crap on you. Um, you know, I I know your your Yankees are not doing all that well right now. And we talked a little bit about that and my feelings on how the Yankees, what it means for our rivalry uh, because the Yankees are not doing well. But uh, I want to get your feelings. I, wa- I want to know how you're, how you're dealing with it as a fan. 
Um, you know, do you see anything good coming of it? it you know, is are you guys going to turn a corner? Do you think that's going to happen? Well, uh, I feel like Red Sox Nation wants me to say that, um, you know, I haven't eaten solid food in a month and <laughs> that, uh, you know, like I, I've just been despondent, sleepless and, and uh, you know, racking up my therapy bill. Um, really, though, I, I don't see this as the sky is falling kind of situation. Uh, so as of right now, they are 11 and 13 and tied 3-3 in the ninth inning. Um, so, you know, maybe, maybe we'll, we'll see them, uh, lose, uh, live while we're, uh, podcasting here, but, you know, obviously that's below expectations for what we thought they would be. I mean, they have been a trendy pick, uh, in the preseason to be the best team in the American league and they still might be, I mean, the roster hasn't really changed that much since then. And 11 and 13 as a start is not any kind of death sentence. Um, so they very well could, and I do expect them to turn it around and still end up pretty much where we expected them to be. If they're two games under 500 at the all-star break, then yeah, we're, we're panicking, but you know, it's April 29th. Um, I, I think that it's still just way too early in the season to uh, be celebrating too much or, um, you know, jumping off of any bridges based on how the team or any individual players are doing. Um, but yeah, like it's definitely been a disappointment. They're definitely playing below expectations. They've got too many guys who just are not hitting the pitching other than Garrett Cole. Um, the starting pitching, I should say, has been inconsistent. The bullpen's been great, but, uh, you know, there's a lot of guys who, you expect them to revert to the back of their baseball card. Glaber Torres is not a terrible hitter. He's a very good hitter. He's going to be fine. Uh, there's plenty of other guys like that also who are going to to turn it around and, you know, they'll be all right. I mean, like Gary Sanchez, he's going to be fine. Luke Voigt is going to come back. He's not going to be injured forever. Clint Frazier, good hitter. He's going to be fine. You know, I, I'm just not worried about these guys. Uh, it's just part of baseball. Right. And the other thing that is very concerning when it comes to the Yankees and, you know, Red Sox Nation is sitting here playing their violins, you know, the world's smallest violins for you guys. But you have the injury concern uh, with the team as well. Um, Aaron Judge, uh, I believe, didn't he just wasn't he just quoted as saying that he wanted to be out of the game because he had been on his feet for eight games straight? You know, he's not playing with general soreness, I think is what they're calling it, um, until that becomes an IL stint. I'm not going to be worried, you know, like the guy needs to take a little, you know, a day off here and there. I get it. That's fine. Let's keep him relatively fresh and healthy so it doesn't turn into an IL stint and not push him too much. Uh, I'd rather have him for, you know, 145 games than have him go on the IL and have him for, you know, 70 games. And I think all of baseball probably wants that too. Red Sox, notwithstanding Aaron judge is good for baseball. Yeah. I, you know, I, I'm one of the Red Sox fans that the only reason why I don't like judge is because he wears pinstripes. That's it. Mm -hmm. You know, the guy's a good baseball player. He just needs to stay healthy. Uh, The other guy on that team uh, that could be kind of concerning is Stanton. Um, And, you know, I'm seeing things on Twitter 
uh, Facebook, all over social media. It's like, please don't hit into a, a double play stand. Please don't do this. Please don't do, <laughs> hit something that is going to hit the grass. Don't don't hit it directly to somebody. Um, do you have any concerns with Stanton? Now, now actually, last year in the playoffs, he did fantastic. Mm-hmm. He, he was fantastic. And he's got one of the highest exit velocity uh, off off the barrel. But there has to be some some sort of concern with him. I'm actually not worried about Stanton. Um, first of all, he's been hitting well lately. He's picked it up of late, especially in this Orioles series. And let me check. What is he doing today? He, I think he had three, he had hits, three hits. He, he has three, three hits today. You know, so he's coming around. But you look at his stat cast numbers, which are more predictive than, you know, things like batting average or whatever. He is a hundredth mile and a hundredth percentile in exit velocity, in average exit velocity, a hundred percentile in max exit velocity, and a hundred percentile in hard hit rate. So he leaves the league in all those categories. He still hits the ball harder than absolutely anyone in baseball. Now, now don't, are gonna don't be forget the barrel percentage either. Yeah. What's that? His barrel percentage is pretty high up there too. Right, right. That's just the kind of hitter Stanton is. He's like the polar opposite of DJ LeMayu, who's just going to make a ton of contact and, you know, dunk in a bunch of singles and doubles all over the place and have this super high batting average and, you know, just be that kind of like Derek Jeter-esque type hitter. Um, Stanton is the opposite of that, where he's going to swing as hard as he can. There's going to be some strikeouts with that. His batting average isn't going to be terribly high, and, you know, neither is his on base. It's going to be okay, but his slugging is going to be out just off the charts because when he connects, it's just smoked. And sometimes it's right at someone and that's an easy double play, but other times he's just knocking down outfield fences um, or clearing them by a hundred feet. So I, I have to, uh, I have to let you know, it's the bottom of the 10th one out run around third Yep. Uh, yeah, I'm following along. I got a score bug here. Yeah, yeah. They, it looks like uh, the Orioles sack bunted the um, ghost runner over. The so ghost we'll runner. Goes out. Now, how do you? How, what is your opinion on uh, uh, on the runner on second? Uh, it's gross, and I hate it. Uh, it's just really. Look, it's not baseball. I mean, just find some other way to do it. But that being said. Um, now, what, which which would you do? You not like more? Is it the runner on second or the seven inning double headers? Uh, if I had to take one of the two, um, I'd rather have the seven inning double headers. I don't like either of them, but I also don't think that they make a, as big a difference in the game as we like to think that they do. Obviously, they have a big difference in the games in which they're played, but you know, how many people are like, well, that's it. I'm not watching baseball anymore because they put a runner on second in the 10th inning. You know, uh, I, I don't like whatever. It's still baseball. We're still going to watch it. And the people who enjoyed it before are still going to enjoy it now. So ultimately it's not making that big a difference. I was listening to the radio the other day and uh, WEI had Alex Cora on and he was talking about, he loves it. He, he absolutely loves it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the runner on second and he thinks that if, you know, like it goes to the 10th inning, you put the guy at second, it goes to the 11th inning, you put a guy on first, goes to the 12th inning, bases loaded, one out. <laughs> well, you know, that's from a guy who actually has to 
manage the human beings involved here. Um, ah, damn it. That yep. was awful. <laughs> yeah. I was just now I really hate it. the runner on second. Um, <laughs> but you know, like that's see, that's why Cora's opinion on this subject should matter a lot more than than ours, to be honest, because he is dealing day to day with managing our pitching staff and managing the fatigue of your players and all the little unseen things which don't get reported about like you know which guy just you know was up at 3 30 in the morning with his newborn and uh he just can't play 14 innings today or you know who do you have fresh uh in i almost said triple a at the alternate site or wherever that's ready to come up in case you have to burn out your entire pitching staff tonight and can you afford to do that is that going to you know, ruin your plans for the next couple of games. He's got to actually deal with the ramifications of those decisions where the rest of us are just like, you know, more baseball and leave baseball the way it is. He's got to like those decisions and those rules have uh, consequences that most of us don't have to deal with. And Cora does. So that's why, uh, even though, you know, I don't like it as a fan, uh, I understand why it's necessary and so, you know, whatever, it's fine. And like I said, I don't think there's anybody who's turning off the game in the 10th inning because they put a runner on second. Yeah, I, I, I 100% agree there. I'm sorry, I had to post my Yankees lose. Uh, um, <laughs> my my Yankees lose from uh, uh, David Ortiz. But yeah, uh, well, let no, me just go on follow you real quick. You know? That's okay. You're not following that account, so that's fine. Ooh, it's ooh. it's the podcast account, but you know, it, it's it's interesting because you know of all the rules that they brought on last year, uh, you know they had the runner on second. Um, it made sense for them to do it last year. Didn't think they were going to bring these back this year. Uh, the seven inning double headers. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. When Shopify says you can sell anywhere, oh, they mean it. Ooh, hold up. Just got a new sale, order fulfilled, and shipped. Inventory level's good. Whoa, Shopify doesn't mind if you're at sea level. Or on top of the world. Oh, you can run and grow your business anywhere. Climbing mountains is never easy, but at least Shopify gives me all the tools I need for my business to hit new beats. Whether you're selling carabiners or crop tops, start selling with Shopify today and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide. We've built the platform so you can keep climbing and grow your business to new heights. With Shopify, you really can sell to anyone from anywhere. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Internet connection required. Not available on mountaintops or seafloors. But the one one thing that everybody actually wanted, they were just like, nah, 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 we're not going to do that. And that was the the designated Universal DH. Yeah, Universal DH, which they're, you know, obviously going to use that as a bargaining chip uh, in the CBA. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that's, uh, 
Now, this this is where I get to put my labor hat on, if you don't mind, because, uh, you know, in, in my other life, I am, you know, a union president. Um, uh, and I, I look at these things from a labor perspective when I can. Um, the two sides are not equal here. Uh, it appears as though the MLBPA is trying to, you know, handle these pre-negotiations in good faith, and the owners are not. Because something like the universal DH, which is a universal good for the game, in that both sides want it, it shouldn't be something that becomes a bargaining chip. It shouldn't be something that they have to debate. But the owners are like, well, if you want this, then you have to give us this. Like, no, if it's good for both sides, just do it. Right. Nobody wants to see a pitcher swinging the bat. I mean, last night was pretty cool for, uh, on a on a Red Sox uh, and Mets Mets fans too. I mean, Jacob Degrom gets up to the to the plate. This guy bats left. He's a righty pitcher. He bats left, and it's the, you know the same thing that was said about uh, Otani was is that what happens if somebody hits the knob of that bat and mm-hmm. they hit that right hand? You're not pitching. Yeah, I mean, you can go through a litany of pitchers who have been injured batting or even more likely running the bases. Um, you know, Chen Ming Wong is a big one for Yankees fans. His career was ruined uh, because he hurt himself running the bases in an interleague game. And he was a really good pitcher. He was a really good pitcher. And and his career was over, over. Um and and that's why and listen like I I know that fans are divided you know somewhere around fifty fifty of you know we love the DH we don't love the DH a lot of times it d- depends on whether or not you root for an AL team or an NL team uh, but this is just like with the the runner on second this is another one where the fan opinion really is not what matters here um, it's good for obviously it's good for the players association because it means more starting jobs that pay better with sixteen more DH spots as well as less of a chance of injury. But it's also good for the owners because of the same thing, less of a chance of injury um, and, you know, higher scoring, which is something that they've kind of wanted for a little while now. Uh, And, you know, for as much money as they put into pitching and for as much time and development resources they put into pitching, for someone to get hurt not pitching, um, that's just like uh, you throw all that, all those resources and all that money down the right. tube, not to mention someone's career. So right. it's just something that both sides should want. This should not be something they negotiate. But one of the yeah. biggest, one of the biggest things that I can like, I can bring into this uh, conversation is just like, look at the Dodgers. They just paid, they just gave Trevor Bauer $85 million for two years. Imagine he's up to hit and he's running the base and he pulls a hammy or, you know, he's up to hit and, you know, he's facing a pitcher who doesn't have control of the ball at that moment and he gets hit across the dome or, you know, the hand, you know, that's $85 million. You just, you know, that team should want a designated hitter. You don't they, want your- they should, And they do. So I don't understand why they don't do it. And yeah, of course it's fun when, you know, Adrian you get Bartolo Cologne. Totally bombs one. It's, it's fun when you see Bartolo Cologne yeah. knocking one out of the park, and then yeah. he takes two minutes running around the base. Yeah, listen, it's you know, it's 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 a lot of fun. It makes for a cute highlight and everything, but um, the risks outweigh those very minimal, you know, carnival trick rewards that we get right. 
from from watching someone do something that really is not their job and not what they're getting paid to do. Right. It, it, sh- it shouldn't be their job. Well, let's get back on track here because we kind of like we we went way off track. Um, uh, I was hoping you wouldn't notice that we weren't talking about the Yankees anymore. Yeah. It, it's, <laughs> Hey man, I told you uh, from the get go. I'm not going to crap all over you um, that much. Um, <laughs> but besides, you had mentioned before, um, outside of Garrett Cole, the starting pitching hasn't been all that great. Now, when you when the team was coming in from the off season, actually, let's take the Red Sox and the Yankees. You take the Red Sox, who have Eduardo Rodriguez. He was coming back from myocarditis. And then he had, um, what was a dead arm. And mm-hmm. then, so he ended up losing, he lost out on opening day again. We had Ivaldi, uh, Martin Perez, Garrett Richards, uh, Pavetta, Nick Pavetta. And then Eddie was coming back. He was back in time to, or Hauk actually was, was part of that, uh, five man rotation, um, to start the season. You guys, I don't know, outside of uh, Garrett Cole and Jordan Montgomery, Corey Kluber, um, who mm-hmm. else do you guys have? Uh, Jamison Tyone. Um, and how's he been working out for you guys? And that's, you know, not, being a, that's not being sarcastic. I'm, I'm, no, no, no. Like, you know, he's the epitome of inconsistent. Be- and, and what happens, and why you can't have inconsistent pitching, because he'll be dealing for like three innings and then totally get blown up in the fourth and then go back to dealing. And it's like, well, you know, he had five good innings in this start, but he gave up four runs in five and two thirds innings. Yeah. That seems to be that, that that's kind of how Garrett Richards was before his last outing. Uh, Very, very inconsistent. He was averaging more walks than he was strikeouts. And he was just not pitching. I mean, uh, after his first start, I believe he went like two, two and a third innings or, uh, and he, his ERA blew up to 27. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's not a good start, man. That's no, not a good it's start. Not. And you know, the, like the numbers look really ugly when you have someone who's pitching like that. But you know, when you watch the games, you're like, oh man, there's really something there's positives to take away. I think it'll be better in the future. And that's just, such a dangerous mentality because what you're really getting there is someone who has not been a very good pitcher and Tyone has not been a very good pitcher. Um, you know, he's, he's getting a lot of strikeouts. I mean, he's, uh, I think like, you know, next to Cole second best on the staff in strikeouts um, and he's not walking hardly anyone. So, Hey, that's great. But uh, you know, he's given up a ton of hits. He's given up a ton of home runs. And even if they're only in those one or two big innings, they all still count. Um, it doesn't matter if you score one run every inning or if you score five runs in one inning. Runs are runs, and you can't have that. So I think that there's, you know, if you're the pitching coach, you're looking at it like, all right, there's something there. He's got good stuff. I can work with this. But at some point, the numbers are really going to have to come around for him. Uh- Came around for uh, Richards the other night, and he struck yeah. out ten uh, and walked zero. Which I, you know, impre- as impressive as it was striking out ten, the fact that he didn't walk a single batter was probably the most impressive thing. Uh, I didn't see that coming from Carrot Richards. I, feel I don't think that guy because he always had like 
first of all, like he had a great year like 47 years ago and he was going to be this ace. And then he kept getting injured, but having a really great month. <laughs> and then, you know, he would have like three years in a row where he had like five starts with, you know, I don't know, like some minuscule ERA or something, um, but only five starts. And that was it. Uh, he's had, a, you know, God knows how many surgeries. So, you know, you root for the guy. Um, but, uh, hey, I'm, I'm glad he had that great game. I'm I'm actually, you know, even though he's playing for the Yankees, I'm kind of hoping that Kluber shows up and he's he does his thing. I mean, he took what was his contract? 11 million or was it 12? I think it was 11, one year, 11 million. Yeah, it was a one year proof. You know, I'll prove you wrong type deal. And, you know, it's a it's a low. uh, What is it? Low risk, high reward type uh, situation. But it is. I, I'll be honest. I was about ready to write him off because he did not look good in his first four starts of the year. Um, his it happens. He's bare. He, he's not. He's he's below ninety miles an hour now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when you're pitching below ninety, you really have to have a ton of movement, which he does, and you have to be precise, which he has not been. But his last start, he was brilliant. Uh, one run, six and two thirds innings, um, and you know he was dealing. Uh, I know it was only the Orioles, but <laughs> you know, so I, I I say this to everybody. Um, it doesn't matter who it is. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, they're a major league team. A major league team is still, you know, Garrett Richards had like a couple bad outings. He had his first outing was against the Orioles. He went and he pitched. Uh, uh, who was it? I believe it was Minnesota. Yeah, it was like Tampa, Tampa Bay, then Minnesota. And then he came back and he he sucked in his fourth uh, fourth start of the year, and it was like, oh, this team sucks. So that doesn't mean anything. And mm-hmm. like he pitched good against the Mets, and oh, the Mets suck. Like, okay, well, when do we start giving these pitchers credit for doing their job? Mm-hmm. I mean, and, you know, the the reality is that's just what like a fourth starter is. You know, fourth starters aren't going to give you a consistent three runs in six innings every time out they're gonna have like one start where they get blasted one start where they look like a Cy Young winner and one start where they're just okay and they're just gonna alternate between those things it's pretty frustrating yeah it it is and I'm hoping you know you know Richards ends up actually finding uh finding the rhythm he looked real good his last outing and you know just keep it up but back to the Yankees (laughs) (laughs) we have to yeah, uh, that's why I brought you on. Uh, so, who, who the offseason, who were you expecting the Yankees to go after? Um, you know, I kind of wasn't expecting them to necessarily go after a bunch of guys because I knew that they were losing a lot of key free agents. Uh, and I was kind of hoping they would just sort of be able to tread water. And they did that to an extent by re-signing LeMayu. That was really the most important thing. Um, You know, they lost guys like Tanaka, Sabathia retired. uh, So they had to restock the pitching. And, you know, they tried to do that with Tyone and Kluber. Um, But anytime you're going to lose a bunch of guys, or a lot of guys are going to become free agents. I guess Brett Gardner, too, was a free agent they brought back. Um, Trading Adam Adovino to the Boston Red Sox. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 
Otto wasn't terribly good last year, but man, his slider is a lot of fun. Well, the the problem with Ottavino last year was he had that one outing with the Blue Jays mm-hmm. um, where they just rocked him, mm-hmm. and that's yes, why that's that's why his ERA uh, flew through the roof. Yeah, he had some control issues and everything, but um, really, it was it was. Like they traded him because of the luxury cap, which is nonsense. Well, they, tr- they yeah, traded right. him and fr- was it Frank um, Herman? Mary redeemed a fifty thousand dollar cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun with over eighty casino style games to choose from. You too could win life changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to chumbacasino.com and give them a world. That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Start a journey, not a fad. Kick off your fitness journey with up to $500 off Peloton Bike, Bike Plus, or Tread packages. Choose the package that will take your training to the next level with accessories like our cycling shoes, heart rate band, non-slip grip dumbbells, and more. Join now and you'll see why 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. All access membership separate. Offer ends January 8th, 2023. Excludes Bike, Bike Plus, and Tread Basics. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com. Yeah, they um, traded him and Herman. No, they, they still have Domingo Herman. Frank. Frank. Oh. I think it's Frankie Herman. Yeah, it's someone. Uh, I wouldn't want uh, Domingo on my team. No, I don't want him on mine either. But uh, even even if he is a good pitcher, that's not the point. But, um, you know, they traded Otto because he was making $9 million and they wanted to clear that off the books because they're bumping right up against the cap. That's the reason they have Ruggie Odor on the team right now, by the way. Because Odor's salary they actually is went and got, entirely they, by the Rangers, which means that he actually counts like negative to the cap because a player making the minimum would count for the minimum salary towards the luxury cap, but Odor counts zero instead of the five hundred eighty-five thousand. So that's why he's really on the team right now. Now speaking of uh, Odor mm. and, and second base, there now. I had talked to a Yankee fan uh, previously about this, and I thought, you know, you give me your your uh, your opinion on this. I seriously think this is how the Yankees should have done in the offseason. They should have traded Voight while he was high. His, you know, they would have gotten much more out of uh, Voight. They should have signed a DJ LeMahieu. They put LeMahieu over at, uh, at first, moved Torres back to second. Because if anything, Torres has proven this past, you know, this past like, month, he can't really play shortstop. Um, and I think that they should have gone after Andrelton Simmons or even go after Didi. Um, you might not be far off the mark. Uh, except I don't think they were trading Voight, and they shouldn't have traded Voight. Uh, obvi- obviously, they weren't going to trade Voight. And, and I don't know if would resign just to be a first baseman either. Well, he's he's a, he's a utility man, regardless yeah. of how much they're paying him or whatever. Uh, he'll play first, he'll play second, he'll play third. But I'm just saying the fact – I mean, like, look, they've got Mike Ford up now too. Mm-hmm. He plays well, first. Ford so is. Ford Mike is only there until Voight comes back. Well, obviously, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, 
But Torres' the defense is a problem. Right. And the only way to uh, to fix that, in my opinion, and keep him still in the lineup is move him, move him back. Um, yeah. And they probably would be better off right now while Voight is hurt with Torres playing second base and some actual shortstop playing shortstop like Tyler Wade or someone. Um, because right now, like, Odor isn't really going to hit. He's had some clutch hits for the Yankees. Like, in he, that, he, hits have been he, timely, but he's he still has had some player. clutch hits. I was listening to the game today, and he uh, he knocked in those two runs. Yeah. Uh, those first two runs. And he's got, like, nine hits and ten RBIs. So, I mean. Yeah, he's becoming a fan favorite because he just seems like a like a fun guy, uh, you know, kind of a spark plug dude. And. Yeah, all of the hits, all of his hits have been at the ideal times, but that's not something that is replicable. Um, and really, he's not hitting at all. And they didn't need another guy who's not hitting, um, especially since like you know, Glaber Torres isn't hitting, but he's gonna. Clint Frazier isn't hitting, but he's gonna. Hicks is gonna hit. Odor is not gonna hit. That's why Texas cut him. So I I agree. I'd rather see like if you're gonna have Odor not hitting. I'd rather just have Torres at second and then someone who is also not going to hit but can pick it at shortstop. Oh, well. Yeah, and that's that's kind of why I was going with the uh, Adralton Simmons um, situation. Now, there was a, there was something that happened the other day that was kind of odd. Uh, the Yankees made a trade with the San Francisco Giants, mm-hmm. uh, traded fan favorite uh, Talkman. Yeah, they did. Um I I understand it. They they traded him for Wander Wander uh, Wander Peralta. Wandy Peralta. You know? That's it. Wander. Wander. I almost said Wander Franco. Like I I, I almost did too. <laughs> yeah, they could trade Mike Talkman for the universally acclaimed best prospect in baseball, the next Alex Rodriguez. That would be fine. Um but, you know, listen, Talkman was superfluous on this roster. He, like, doesn't have this – like, his skill set is redundant to Brett Gardner's. And really, they shouldn't have brought Gardner back. I'm sorry. I love Gardy. He's, you know, an all-time Yankee favorite. He's been there forever. But, like, they shouldn't have brought him back. They had Talkman. Now they traded Talkman. Um, and, like, they didn't need him. They were using him kind of, like, as a pinch runner and maybe defensive replacement. And Well, that's why they ended up trading him. Yeah, yeah, they did. And so I understand, um, I, like, I understand it. And, you know, he wasn't really hitting either, and he's not as likely to do so. I know he had a big year in 2019, but I just don't see him being, like, this big, you know, contributor to the lineup. I think he's a fine fourth outfielder. Um, he's going to get a lot more playing time in San Francisco. And, you know, best of luck to him. Um Whereas Peralta is, you know, he's been a, he's been a solid lefty reliever the last couple of years. I mean, he was not good early in his career with the Reds. He's been better later, you know, the last couple of years with the Giants. The interesting thing about him is that um, Peralta, I was looking this up the other day, He his stack cast numbers are weird because his whiff rate is 86th percentile. His chase rate is 94th percentile, but his strikeout rate is 34th percentile. That doesn't make sense to me. So, like, he's getting swings and misses. He's getting people to chase, but not with two strikes. So I don't understand. But it seems like the kind of thing you can work with because 
I mean, he's a lefty. He throws 96 um, with a biting slider. So I'll take it, and they can almost certainly – and he's got options, so they can send him down if and when they need to. But uh, he's going to be more useful to the team than a fifth outfielder would be. Yeah, and the the other um, the other thing that ended up happening is literally the day after they traded for Peralta, uh, the Indians actually designated Oliver Perez mm. uh, for assignment, and it, he seems like he would have been a better fit than uh, Peralta, in my opinion. I think I'd probably rather have Peralta than. Whatever this version of Oliver Perez is, you know, he's been, man, this is his 19th year in baseball. He's 39 years old. I'm looking him up now. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Um, I, like, I don't know what he throws. Uh, I, like, is, 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 is he throwing, like, 85 now? You know, I don't know. I don't know. Um, he can, he's, he can still get lefties out. He probably will always be able to get lefties out. He'll get lefties out on old timers day when he's 60, but. You know, uh, Ali, just like you've had a great career. I salute you and uh, just let, maybe let's give it a rest. Yeah, you guys really can't wait till Britain gets back. Uh, you know, the, the thing is, the Yankee bullpen has been actually great. Well, absolutely. Uh, that's always been their, their, their strong point. And yeah, they know but, that. Know, like, they, I mean, Chapman has been you know, dominant, dominant. He's, he struck out 17 of the 26 batters he's faced this year and he hasn't allowed a run. You cannot, it's not physically possible to pitch better than Chapman. His FIP is negative 0.48. He broke FIP. Um, You know, Chad Green also always great. He's having a Chad Green type of year, although he's not striking out that many people, but like he's still like whatever, one run in 13 to third innings. Great. But they've also had other guys who have been kind of breakout. You know, Jonathan Loizaga um, is is throwing 100 now all of a sudden. And he's been amazing out of the bullpen. Uh, Darren O'Day was a good signing for them. He's a guy who's been sneaky good for, like, 15 years. <laughs> it's weird because I, I, I remember O'Day when he was on the Orioles. And yeah. he still got that odd, odd, like – Sidearm, I guess you call it sidearm. Yeah, he, he goes all the way to on the ground. Yeah, he scrapes his knuckles on the ground. Well, how about that buck the other day? <laughs> how about it? Yeah. How about box? Yeah, box. Blocking is a box. <laughs> but um, what is going on with Aaron Boone, man? The a couple of years ago, he's all about we're effing savages in the box, and mm. a couple of days ago, he's saying that the umpires are bullying him. Well, you know, when managers speak to the media, I don't think they're ever actually speaking to the media. I think that they're speaking sound bites of what their team needs to hear. That team does not need to hear that the umpire is bullying them. What, you mean you don't want me to come on a Red Sox podcast and talk about how the Yankees are being crybabies? <laughs> I, I I absolutely don't mind you doing it. <laughs> okay, I mean, it's it's After he did that, all I could think about was when uh, they were in Philly last year. Mm. And the, I, the fans at Philly 
were so loud outside the park that he complained about the noise. Well, all right. So no, that one that one was legitimate because someone was I forgot what it was like an air horn or banging a drum or something right as the pitch was being thrown, and that's <laughs> the only sound you can hear because there's no one in the ballpark. So like that's actually distracting and not fair. So that was that one's legitimate. Well, um, what would you do if there were fans? You know, like but then on. that's drowned out because you've got the drone and the din of all the fans and everything. You know. Okay. Uh, I'll let that one pass. Like one but, guy with a, a snare drum or something, you know, in a, a cavernous stadium with that echoing around as the pitch is being thrown, that's distracting. If you say so. It yeah. didn't distract the Red Sox. <laughs> well, I guess they're just laser focused. What was their record last year? Garbage. Okay, but- <laughs> I mean, both teams didn't make it to the World Series. So, I mean, in fairness. Oh, that's all that matters. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that's very correct. Well, um, I mean, so so you think that Boone was being a crybaby? Um, bullying. Sure. Bullied. I, I, you know, I, I don't get too into manager stuff because. All right. You know, so, like, how do you again, like the, it, whether or not you know perception is reality? Okay, and. If the Yankees believed that, like, they were getting bullied by the umpires, then it probably lifted them up a little bit to hear their manager acknowledge that. They probably felt like he had their back. It doesn't mean that they, like, they actually were or that they aren't above criticism for it or whatever. But, like, I have to believe that what he said there, he did it to try and boost the team up. And that's not just Yankee homerism. I believe that of all managers. And I think that, like, you put 26 dudes in a clubhouse – you're going to have some like weird group think opinions collectively about what's going on. Look at the Marlins last year with all the weird schedule stuff that was going on. Miguel Rojas had an incredible say over like the baseball calendar last year. So, you know, just weird things, weird collective opinions germinate in a major league clubhouse and managers have to have their finger on the pulse of that. And the things they say to the media, they're largely just saying so that their team hears them say it. So, you know, you said that uh, you wanted to try to keep it a little on the shorter side today. So we're we're about 40 minutes into the episode. And I'm just going to – I've got two more questions for you. Mm. And The answer is actually- no. Hmm. <laughs> So you don't think that George Steinbrenner is rolling in his grave right now, huh? Um, now, um, my question, hmm. my question for you is: if, if George Steinbrenner was alive, how do you think he would react to the fact that the Yankees have not been to the World Series since two thousand nine? And, and actually, this is a two part question. And do you think that Cashman and Boone would still have jobs? No. They were answering the second part first. No, they would not. Um, you know, I, I, I think that if George was alive by now, he'd have died. Um, <laughs> there's my answer for that. Uh, I mean, I guess it depends on which George you're talking about. Because if you're talking about like 1981 getting into fights in the elevator, George, um, you know, he'd have turned over the general manager 16 times and he'd have probably dug up Billy Martin, made him the manager a million times too. If you're talking about the 
slightly more calm, you know, let's let things work kind of George. And I mean, slightly of like the late nineties, then, well, no, still no. He's the heads would still be rolling. Yeah. That's my answer. I'm, I'm, I'm always going to think that Steinbrenner is, I don't think that Hal has the balls that George did. Hal is, um, you know, he's playing ball with the other owners. They've got their, whether you want to call it collusion or not, hardly any team ever goes over the luxury tax cap. And for the Yankees, the Yankees to say, well, we really can't exceed 209 million to the extent that we need to get Rugned Odor, to the yeah. extent that we need to trade Automotivino to get under the cap, to the extent that we need to play these kind of shenanigans is just. I, I don't know how much I can curse on this podcast, but it's, it's say what you have to say, man. Um, it's straight up bullshit, man. It is straight up bullshit. And like, I'm sorry, you're the Yankees. Do you have any idea how much money the Yankees are making? They're the most wealthy. Aren't they? Five billion freaking dollars. They're the second most wealthy sports franchise in all uh, in the entire world. Are they not behind? I think, I think the Dallas Cowboys are the wealthiest. Um, you know, call it what it is, but like, you know, the Yankees should never be bad. The Red Sox, should never be bad. The Red Sox should never have a year like they had last year. Like the Fenway Sports Group, not only do they have the Red Sox and all the money that they make, they have Liverpool Football Club and all the money that they make. And they've been the best team in Europe for the last couple of seasons. And don't Except forget. This year they lost their, their center back, so that's another story. And they also own half of um, uh, Fenway Roush uh, Racing Group, Motorsports Racing Group. And, they- and don't forget. Don't hmm. forget. LeBron James is part of that ownership now. Yeah, he's like the poorest guy in that ownership group. <laughs> like the I, other guys have to pay for dinner. <laughs> you know? Um, like they should like these ty- types of tycoons should never be worried about like, well, I'll have to pay a dollar for dollar tax on anything above 209 million. You're printing billions and billions of dollars. Come on, give me a break. And if George was alive, he would be laughing at that cap. He would say, let's just spend as much as we need to make sure that we are the absolute best. Let's go win some baseball games and let's go get some World Series trophies every year. And Hal is playing ball with the rest of the ownership groups. And that's one of the reasons that um, MLB is in the labor situation that it is in right now. Not saying that George was the greatest owner and not saying, not trying to lionize him and everything, but you know, he put winning first and there is no owner alive today who puts winning ahead of profit. Definitely would have to agree there. And the last thing I have to ask you is if you are to grade your team for the month that they had, what would you give them? It's gotta be an F. It's got to be an F. I mean, you're talking about the Yankees coming in with expectations of being the best team in the American League, and they're now 11 and 14 um, after they were 11 and 13 at the start of this podcast. Um, Sorry, there's no other grade you can give other than F. Do I think that there's room for improvement? Do I think that this is an F caliber roster? 
you know, like, no, I, I still think that they're going to be fine, but that doesn't change the fact that they failed this month. I would agree with you. Uh, they, this is an F for them for the month. Um, when it comes to the Red Sox, um, I'm not going to give them an A because there are things that they need to improve on um, when it comes to walks and their pitching. Um, we had one extremely good outing by Garrett Richards. And I mean, I give that, I'll give that outing an A plus, but as far as it goes with pitching, got to work on the walks and things like that. So I'm probably sitting about a B, maybe a B minus B, you know, I'll, I'll, I'd give him at least a B plus. But okay. I, I'm, I'm, I'm not happy with the, the amount of walks that they get. Uh, I am happy with the fact that they they're in first place when everybody was pretty down on the fact that you know they lost the first three games of the season to the Orioles of uh, hmm. all teams, and they came back and won nine in a row. Like who would have who would have thought that? Hey, can I ask you a question? Absolutely. Who has a better season this year, Chris Sale or Luis Severino? So my opinion on um, the Tommy John surgery guys is the fact that I don't think either one of them are going to end up making. I don't think that they're going to be as impactful as people think they're going to be. I agree. I I really don't. I really think that, you know, a lot of people are counting on, uh, you know, Luis Severino I mean, in fairness, Luis Severino coming back from Tommy John is probably he'll be your number two starter right away. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. But I mean, Chris Sale, I, I've said it before. I just don't see them being being ace, you know, being the ace of the team. Uh, I don't think that Chris Sale is going to come out throwing 96, 97 miles per hour. I don't think Luis Severino is going to be. Uh, throwing as fast and hard as he was before, they have to figure out how they're going to throw now that they had the surgery on their arm. I agree, especially since both of those pitchers were slider-heavy pitchers, and slider puts the most strain on the arm of any pitch, um, the most strain on the the elbow. So uh, I don't know. I think it's very possible that one or both of them might even come back as relievers, at least for 2021. I thought I, I, I had made that suggestion uh, before I think that I honestly don't think that the uh, the Yankees will put Severino in as a, a bullpen guy because their bullpen is so dominant. Mm-hmm. I do think that the Red Sox should probably think about putting Chris Sale in the bullpen as a long reliever. Um, but there's people out there, you know, I've said that before, and, and that's the, that's a great thing about Twitter or social media in general is you can say, say whatever is on your mind and somebody's going to completely disagree with you. And I was told, you know, that Chris sale going into the bullpen when he comes back from Tommy John's surgery, just doesn't seem like it's not right. It's not going to happen. That would send him down to triple a first. And it's like, okay. I mean, that's, I mean, that's your opinion. I have my opinion and you know, I'm not stating facts here. I'm just stating, you know, my opinion. Yeah, and Chris Sale came up as a reliever. What was that? Chris Sale came up as a reliever with the White Sox. Right. Exactly. And th- that's, 
that's one of the reasons why I was thinking that they would put Chris Sale in as reliever uh, when he comes back from Tommy John. And it also depends on how good either team is doing. Mm-hmm. I mean, if the if the Yankees are doing like super super good, and Severino's is like if Severino is like just chopping at the bits to come back, and he's ready. I don't see them throwing him in the pen. And same same with Chris Sale. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I agree. I think there's still much to be determined, and really, those of us who are not working with those pitchers and not seeing them throw and not seeing them in their recovery, we don't know what we're talking about. I can't believe Sale has not won a Cy Young. That's crazy for as good as he was for as long as he was that good. That's anyway. I hope he comes well, back. He's always one of my favorite ones to watch. And, and then, then you got, the and then you got people like uh, Trevor Bauer who who wins, Ugh. who want to, <laughs> yeah. So, hey, Daniel, uh, I appreciate I appreciate the fact that you came on. Uh, it was kind of a short notice too, you know. Uh, yeah, it's just came together. Said, no, hey, I'm, I'm glad you had this. me on. This is a lot of fun. We've talked before uh, on Twitter through Messenger and whatnot, and this is the first time I've actually got to see you. It's nice to put a face on the person that you've talked to. Um, Likewise, you know, we are two exceptionally handsome fellows. Um, <laughs> you went a little too far there. I am <laughs> not that handsome. I am one ugly bastard. <laughs> that's why I don't do video anymore. Like this is uh, going straight beautiful to, to me, man. And this is going straight to audio. Uh, so I appreciate you coming on, man. We will have to do this again. Um, mm-hmm. when we have a lot more time to talk more MLB, uh, everybody out there, please go check out, uh, the, on Twitter at IBWAA and, uh, Daniel, go ahead and give a plug to, you do some blogging and you have a website, so go ahead and give some plugs. Uh, yeah, um, so I am on Twitter at depstein1983. I write at Baseball Prospectus, Off the Bench Baseball, and uh, I just jumped on with Bronx Pinstripes. So, uh, but you know, I'm around. I kind you, of you, you can't be talking Bronx Pinstripes on, on you know a Red Sox podcast. Yeah, I probably shouldn't have plugged that here. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> That. But but you know you uh, you can you can read me at Baseball Prospectus and Off the Bench Baseball. I, I publish there when I can. Yeah, so go check him out. He's a good dude. He he loves talking about baseball. He doesn't just talk Yankees. Um, we've talked plenty of times before, and you know, great guy to talk to. Not one of those asshole Yankee fans that are just like, oh, the Yankees twenty seven rings twenty seven. Is that how many they have? I forgot. Yeah, I think everybody knows how many freaking rings they have, man. They're dead at 27, too. <laughs> I, I appreciate you coming on. We'll definitely have to do this again. Um, something I just thought about today. It's the end of the, the end of the first month, and I wanted to talk a little bit about, you know, about another team. So I appreciate Absolutely. you coming on, and uh, I will talk to you later. All right. Thanks a lot, man. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No 
Purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.